Welcome into the Nick Bob Podcast, coming to you live from the AOI Studios, a.k.a. my basement office, if you're looking for the absolute best in office furniture, like this great table I got for my pod room right in front of me, or some new chairs, like the Air on Chair from Urban Miller that I'm currently sitting in, you gotta check out AOI, the Air on Chair from Urban Miller is based on the latest research around the science of sitting, advancements in materials, manufacturing, and technology. I love this chair. You gotta check out AOI on the web, AOICorp.com, that's AYCorp.com or give them a ring 402-896-5520. That's 896-5520. It is Wednesday, February 12th at 8.13 p.m. And the Creighton Blue Jays just got a mammoth win on the road at Seton Hall. 10th ranked Pirates. The Jays go into Jersey and win 87 to 82. Going to catch up with Steve Merfeld on this pod. I was able to track him down uh, on the phone right after the game. You know, get his thoughts, and uh, we'll get to him here in a second. But what a, what a game! What a basketball game! Uh, it, you 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 got to start with what Tyshawn Alexander did defensively against Miles Powell. Miles Powell is an All American Player of the Year type guy. I mean, like national player of the year type guy. And Tyshawn Alexander held Miles Powell to three of 16 from the floor and 12 points. And keep in mind, three of those 12 points were an inconsequential three in the final 10 seconds that didn't make any difference. So so basically, Tyshawn Alexander held Miles Powell to two of 15 and nine points. I mean, for a, a player of that caliber I mean that is amazing and I just thought and then to not only to not only defensively slow down Powell the way he did but then also Tasha Alexander scored 18 points sometimes you have guys exert so much energy and they got to be so locked in the defensive end of the floor with their defensive assignment that it impacts their their ability to score offensively like some guys just like Najee Marshall earlier in the year was was just working his tail off for Xavier trying to chase Powell around and then he struggled offensively. Like sometimes it's hard to be a lockdown defender against uh, you know one of the best players in the country and then also score. But Tyson Alexander was able to do both. And I just thought I, I thought his anticipation, attention to detail of getting ready to fight through screens and knowing and understanding the sets and, 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 and anticipating them, that stuff makes a difference. And then the other thing is, you know, it, it doesn't take just one guy to slow down Powell. You got to have other guys communicating, got to have other guys hedging and all those things. So I, Alexander's going to get a lot of love and he should, I mean, hell, I'm leading the pod with it here, but the, the other four guys that were on the floor did a good job as well. But for Creighton to go on the road and win a game where Mitch Ballack goes 0 for 7 from the floor and doesn't score, that illustrates the balance and the depth that this team has. I mean, Ballack goes 0 for 7, doesn't score, but Denzel Mahoney has 18 points. Damian Jefferson has 18 points. Christian Bishop pours in 11 points. Marcus Zagorowski has 18 points. Kelvin Jones came off the bench and, and scored four points. I mean, so you... you it was an all-hands-on-deck kind of approach. And, you know, you you look at that game, and you even think about the Villanova game a, a, a week or so ago where Creighton went on the road to Philadelphia and took down Villanova. 
Those were both games that Creighton lost last year. I mean, I you go back, check tape. I told you many times, like in my preview podcast about Creighton, I said what would tell the tale is how are they in close games? Because Creighton put themselves in position to win a lot of games last year, but just fell apart down the stretch. And it's been different here on the road at Seton Hall and at Villanova, especially this Seton Hall game. I mean, that felt like a game that last year Creighton somehow found a way to lose that game. But it, it just feels like a team that's that's learned, it's mature, it's connected. And, you know, Jay Billis has a, a book called Toughness, and it's a great book. And, you know, toughness, sometimes we think, when we think of toughness on the basketball court, you think of like uh, like Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambeer and Charles Oakley and, you know, the bad boy Pistons and the 90s Knicks and like, you know, decapitating guys. You know, you think of like elbowing a guy, you know? Well, I mean, toughness comes in a lot of different shapes and, and, and sizes, you know? And I just think this Creighton team, while they're not, a bunch of rough, tough, beat-you-up kind of guys. You know, they're a super undersized team. They're more of a of want to, you know, want to outscore you kind of a team. But don't get it twisted. This group's got a lot of grit to them. And there are a lot of different ways to define toughness on the basketball court. One of them is paying attention to scouting report and understanding what Powell likes to do off a side and out of bounds. One of, one of the ways of toughness is, is when – when Seton Hall makes a run in the second half and it's rolling, you know, you 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 execute and get an easy shot to calm the crowd down. You know, I mean, one of the ways, you know, toughness is going 0 for 7 for the game, but still grabbing six rebounds, talking about Mitch Ballack here, you know, and making an impact. You know, t- toughness is, if you're Damian Jefferson... You know, here comes Denzel Mahoney, could potentially take some of your minutes, all that stuff, and, and you know, you, you're a great teammate. You're bringing him along. You realize that a rising tide lifts all ships. You help Denzel Mahoney play better. You play better. Like, toughness comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, and Creighton's tough. You don't go on the road to Villanova and win and go on the road to Seton Hall and win if you're not tough. You can't be a puss and go to Seton Hall and win, especially against that Seton Hall team. That's a great team. That's a team that could go to the final four in Seton Hall. So just a uh, a big time performance. You know, and now, you know, it is it Seton Hall still in the driver's seat to win the Big East regular season conference crown. But now all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, Seton Hall, they still gotta play Nova again. They still gotta play Marquette. They still gotta come to Creighton. Creighton win, win. like now all of a sudden they like that's not necessarily out of the question. Again, it's going to take Seton Hall having to lose some things, but it's not out of the question. I thought that was Damian Jefferson's best game of his Creighton career. He was active. He was long. He 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 was getting offensive rebounds. He was taking advantage of mismatches when he had it. I mean, he goes eight, 18 points, nine rebounds, and then he made the play of the game. The The play of the game. About five and a half minutes left. He dives on a loose ball after there's a steal. There's a ball ro- rolling down into the into the backcourt. Damian Jefferson lays out for it, grabs it, flips it back to Marcus Zagorowski. Zagorowski lays it in. This is the play of the game. 
and it, Damian Jefferson has been he is so underappreciated and it's hard sometimes you know like I look at this Creighton team. You know, have you ever seen a movie tra- a movie poster? You ever like you go to the movies and you see like the movie posters you see outside the movie theaters, right? Like, there's only so much room on the movie poster. You know, even like Ocean's Eleven, I'd have to check. Like, do you think they got all eleven guys on there? I don't know. I know they got George Clooney and Brad Pitt on that thing and Matt Damon, but sometimes it's hard to fit everyone on you know on the headline, right? And the reality is, Zegarowski, Tasha Alexander, Mitch Ballack, they, they're the they're George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. But Damian Jefferson has been really good and really consistent and really important. I thought he was fantastic. And then Denzel Mahoney, you know, that guy... You know, people would run into me and go, okay, what do you like most about Mahoney? What are you most excited about with him? And I said, I, honestly, my, my one of my main thoughts was like, I think he's going to be really important for Creighton at the end of close games. Because I think he's a he's a different look. He's He's got a skill set that can go get his own shot. He's he's can can score in a variety of ways. And he hit the two, he hit two dagger threes. One right in front of the Creighton bench. And then the other one out of a timeout where Seton Hall went, with a matchup zone and forgot to match up with Denzel Mahoney and just the confidence to catch, turn, shoot right from the top of the key. I know you're open, but sometimes, sometimes in those moments you have a, there's a reluctancy to just let it fly even for the let it fly program. But he steps up, rips the big three. And then we got to get to the, you know, the MVP of the team. I mean, I've, Creighton's only going to go as far as far as Marcus Zagorowski takes him. And he was money. 18 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. And the 6 rebounds were important. He did a really good job coming and getting getting into the fight and grabbing rebounds all night. But you got to understand with, with Zagorowski uh, against Seton Hall... He had two really good defenders and one of the best defenders in the country dogging him all game in Quincy McKnight. And then when it wasn't Quincy McKnight, it was Shavar Reynolds, who is a really good defender. So he's got, he's on the road against the top 10 team, got one of the best defenders in the country trying to dog him the whole game. And he goes, he's cool, calm, chilling, seven for 10 from the floor, 18 points. Just a, a monster win. You know, in order to get a win like that, it's it's takes it's going to take a bunch of different dudes stepping up, and a lot of different guys stepped up. A lot of different dudes stepped up. Again, I think really highly of Seton Hall. I've been I've been pretty consistent that I think that's a team that could potentially go to the Final Four. I think they're I think they're a really good basketball team. And to go on the road into their house. And score 87 points. Scored 87 points. Mitch had a goose egg. Balak had a goose egg. Zero. I mean, this is a this is an elite offensive team that you could tell. I mean, there was Seton Hall was scrambling a little bit and figuring out what they wanted to do defensively. They tried matchup zone, didn't work. They tried man, didn't work. They tried. I mean, they 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 were scrambling a little bit. 
But that was a hell of a basketball game. Two really good teams just standing at toe-to-toe and throwing haymakers. And Creighton was the tougher team, made the made bigger plays down the stretch, and got a huge, huge win. Man, that was a hell of a basketball game. Okay. Let's uh let, let's get to Steve Murfeld, Creighton assistant coach, uh, was able to snag him right after the game, right after the game, right outside the locker room to get his thoughts on uh, on on what he saw from from his basketball team, uh, you know what he saw from Damian Jefferson, Zagorowski, Tashan Alexander. What was the difference in the game? Uh, ton, tons of stuff with uh, with with Steve Murfeld. So without further ado, let's uh, let's get to it, man. Here is Creighton assistant coach. Steve Murfeld live from uh, Seton Hall outside the locker room after Creighton wins 87 to 82. Here's my conversation with uh, Coach Murph. Well, let's, uh, I know it's a podcast, so technically it's not live, but let's go live to Jersey right outside the locker room. Creighton just gets an amazing win on the road, takes down 10th ranked Seton Hall. Uh, Steve Murfeld is joining me. Murph, I, uh, I don't even know where to begin. I guess let's, Murph, let's begin with the effort from Tyshawn Alexander on Miles Powell, because ultimately that had to have been like number one on your guys' defensive game plan of like, Hey, got to slow this guy down. What did Tyshawn holds Powell to, to three of 16 from the floor? What, what did you see from Tyshawn out there in his defensive effort? Well, I think a lot of it um, goes back to what Kyrie was doing for us, where he made everything tough and just made him work uh, for everything. Nothing was easy. And players like Miles Powell, uh, when they get going, you know, they're, they're, they're very similar. You know, yeah. in the first half, he knocked in three threes. That's what Miles Powell does. And he never got that free look to see the ball go through the basket easily. Um, now, when you do, you know, when you, you, you block somebody up like uh, uh, Tyshawn did tonight, obviously other guys are showing and, and, yes. and making him catch it, you know, three feet a little higher than he wants to. And they got us on some slips. Uh, but, you know, obviously uh, when you shut Miles Powell down, you're going to have a good chance of winning. I thought the play of the game was the – the steal and dive on the floor from Damian Jefferson, and then he flips it to Zagorowski. Marcus makes the the layup. It made it a five-point game with about five and a half minutes left, and it fouled Mamu Kalashvili out of the game. Just from a coaching perspective, take me through that play when you're watching it. Well, I, I always have a, a philosophy, and it's the easiest way to win a game is hope they miss and the ball bounces to you. <laughs> but in, the, in, in this situation – DJ, I mean, a tremendous play, but then he just kind of flew it up for grabs and it bounced to us and Marcus grabbed it and, and went in and laid it in. Um, it, it, you're right. I mean, that, that was kind of a momentum swing. Uh, it, it's, it fuels everything that we are all about. You know, when, when I get a guy that'll put his body on the, on the floor like that, um, you saw the reaction from the rest of the guys towards DJ and that that's why this team is successful. It's, it's a group of guys that really enjoys each other and play off each other. I mean, Mitch Ballack goes over tonight, Yeah, but the reason he goes over is they weren't leaving him. 
and they were opening up the lane and we were getting easy baskets. And, mm-hmm. you know, the great thing about Mitch is he, he played, I mean, he, he never lost his composure. He never sat and pouted. He, he just kept going and, and understood they're doing a tremendous job on me, but we got a lot of other weapons uh, that are able to, to take advantage when, when they're going to, you know, basically play four on four. I'd argue that that was Damian Jefferson's best game as a Creighton Blue Jay. What's, Boy, he's, what's you? Yeah, he's been really good. I mean, some of the putbacks that he yeah. had in crucial situations, um, you know, he starts the game out. They do a good job taking our initial flow away and, you know, three seconds on the shot clock, he knocks in a three. Uh, he, he's just been really, really consistent. Um, kind of, I, I don't want to say he's, he's forgotten by any means cause he's a big part of this team. And, you know, quite honestly, he didn't even practice, uh, yesterday. He, he, uh, hurt his, uh, groin, mm-hmm. um, what would have been on, on Monday in practice, didn't practice yesterday. Uh, obviously kudos to Ben and Ben McNair and Jeremy Anderson for the work that they did getting him ready. And, uh, obviously a tremendous basketball game tonight by him. What was the difference in your opinion in the second half? Because I mean, just I, I, that was two really good teams, just slugging it out, you know, answering each other's runs and different things. What, what did you feel like ultimately was the difference for, for you guys to emerge victorious? Well, it, you said it. it, it's a game of runs. Uh, they're very, very talented, very, very good. Um, we, we made a run. They, I think they went up four or five at one point and yeah. we didn't, it didn't bother us. I mean, we just hung with it. Uh, we went on a run, got the lead. Um, and, and, you know, in those situations, especially uh, with Seton Hall being ranked as high as they are at home, uh, sometimes that works against you uh, when the other team is, is playing well and the pressure's back on, on the home team. So um, again, a game of runs and, and we made a run at the right time. You know, if this game goes, uh, three more minutes, maybe <laughs> we knows? lose, you right, know, it's just right. one of those kind of things yeah. that, that that happened at the right time for the Blue Jays. Hey, out of curiosity, because I, and maybe it was, what did you guys want out of the timeout that where they left Denzel Mahoney for wide open at the top and he drilled a three? I mean, what? Because those are kind of like the the kinds of shots that you want to have him step in and shoot it. But I get that's one right. of those ones. If he misses it, you go, "Oh, what are you doing? Execute whatever you guys wanted." Yeah. What What did you guys want out of that timeout? Because it was a huge well, shot. I th- if I remember correctly, it was kind of a two for one, you know, situation yep. where we didn't want to. Uh, you know, run the shot clock down and, and they went jumped into a, a zone. They did a great job tonight of mixing things up and had us flustered a couple of times where we didn't get into things early enough and uh, ended up costing us a possession or two. But, you know, when you play against a team like that and you have as good a shooters as we have, uh, when you get a look like that, you've, you've got to take it, whether it goes in or not. Um, and, and Denz had just hit a huge corner yes, three. Right. Um, I don't know, a couple of possessions before that. So, you know, kudos to him as well for being able to step up. And I think we got 18 from Denz and 18 from Damian, Damian tonight. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mitch um, didn't score, so yeah. there's some points to be had there. But sure. for those two guys to get 36 points, pretty, pretty, pretty cool for them. It's pretty amazing that we've gone this long. We haven't talked about Zagorowski. I mean, he was uh, <laughs> he was he was great yeah. the entire game. I and mean, they he, hounded him too. Oh I mean, man, and Quincy McKnight's really and, good. And McKnight, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he just stayed the course. You know, right. ran the team, made some tremendous interior passes, um, and knocked down free throws when he needed to. So yeah, hundred percent. I mean, obviously. A lot of good players, you know, a lot of guys that stepped up, but he's the uh, engine that, that controls this team. And, you know, you take him for granted sometimes, but but it's just great, great basketball mind, great basketball player. 
two things to let you run, Murph. This team feels different mentally and feels different from a toughness standpoint. Does it feel different to you? Like, how do you how are you sinking your teeth into this team here? As we're it's almost Valentine's Day, and they've they've now gone on the road two of the last three games or, or two of the last four games and, and had two huge wins at Nova and Seton Hall. Well, I said to Mac uh, right after the game, I don't, I can't remember Doug's year. Did we win four road games? I know we went, Ooh. we must've because we went 14 and four that year. Uh, but this yeah. team has already got four right. uh, conference road wins. Um, obviously, you know, they're a year older. I mean, mm-hmm. these games that we had these same sort of situations last year, we, we should have beat Seton Hall here last year. And, uh, they made plays at the end, veteran guys, uh, and we didn't. And, and that's the difference. This team uh, has made plays down the stretch. They're confident enough to know that um, anybody can do it. They're not too proud to let somebody else do it. Um, and it's, it's just a really, really good group in that regard. What was the locker room like afterwards? Oh, I'm sure the video will get out. It's pretty <laughs> cool. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was really, really exciting. You know, bottom line, and Mac had a great message to him. Um, we win tonight and don't uh, enjoy it for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. But if we don't bounce back and, and, you know, get, get to work tomorrow and practice, whether it be physical, probably more mental tomorrow. And then uh, Friday, you know, you can't win this one and then lose, you know, have a poor performance against a good default team. Uh, they all count the same. So uh, yeah, the locker room was fun, but at the same time, uh, I think it's a group that, that is mature enough to understand uh, the success that they had. Well, Murph, it was a it was an unbelievable win, and it takes everyone. You know, it takes Ben, it takes Jeremy, it takes you, it takes the staff, it takes Lusk, it takes Damian Jefferson, it takes everyone to go on the road and win a game like that. So, congratulations and uh, safe travels home, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nick.